anyone in here forgetful? I know Ninnis. She told me literally five minutes ago she was forgetful. We're forgetful. I'm in my 40s now, and I forget all the time. Anyone else walked into a room, and you have no idea what you're doing there, who you are, and what on earth the room is, yeah? I do it all the time. I just find myself in these rooms with a task to do, apparently, and I have no idea. Well, today, as we watch Isla and Finn and Honorina get baptized, I want us to remember and remind ourselves. Now, most of you, I imagine, have been baptized in this room. And for us that have been baptized, I want us to remind each other of what baptism is. If you haven't been baptized, I would love you to get to the end of today and think, I need to get baptized. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Um, And so I want us to remember. But before we do that, turn to the person next to you or in front of you and tell them what on earth baptism is. Go, you've got one minute. What on earth is baptism? Go. So, it's quite hard to describe, isn't it? Just imagine you, you had to tell an alien from outer space what baptism was. It'd be difficult, wouldn't it? It's a little bit odd. I remember um, telling some folks about what baptism was, and you could see on their faces, they were like, sorry, what? Here's what I'm going to do, right? And you're going to have to help me. Just for 10 minutes, I'm going to try and take us through almost a baptism 101 to remind me and to remind you of what baptism is all about. Just for 10 minutes. And the idea is that we remember what it was. Remember our own baptism. So for me, I think baptism is about four things. Sorry, I'm not going to give you three. It's four. There's four things I think it's about. Um, And the first thing I think it's about is that smelly old world word, repentance. It's a word that does not land in our culture. People don't like it. Repentance being the the key message that Jesus seemed to preach. He seemed to say wherever he went, repent, for the kingdom of God is near. And you know what repentance means, I hope. It means it's a 180 degree turn. It's away from our previous life without God, without Jesus facing Jesus, turning and facing him. And it's really easy sometimes to think, well, of course, that's all right for people who used to take drugs and were in prison. Because, of course, they need to turn away from something, don't they? But the thing is, all of us are in sin. Sin isn't just those obvious things like going to prison. Sin is in all of us, isn't it? It's when we say to God, I'm not interested in you. I'm going to live my life the way I want to live my life. And so it's this idea that we turn 180 towards Jesus and say, Jesus, I want to live my life for you. Um, John the Baptist, Luke chapter 3. It says, Luke tells us that John went all around the region of the Jordan proclaiming a baptism of what? Repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Peter's first recorded sermon in Acts chapter 2. Do you remember this? It was an incredible sermon. Remember how weak Peter was just previously? Incredible sermon. And, and people hear this sermon and they're like, what? They're cut to the heart, it tells us in Acts chapter 2. They're cut to the heart and they say, well, what on earth do we do now? What on earth do we do now? Verses 38 and 39, Peter says this to them. Repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins 
and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So first thing, it's repentance. It's a sign, an external sign, that someone's turned away and turned towards Jesus. Second thing it is in the Bible, according to the Scriptures, I think, it's a sign that someone's put their faith in Jesus. We hear that phrase a lot, don't we? They believe in Jesus. It's a, it's a, it's a making him the Lord of our lives. It's saying, I believe, Jesus, you're everything you say you are, that you're the son of the living God, that you are God himself with skin on. And Romans chapter 10, verse 9 says, if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, and what? And believe in our heart, God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Do you remember when Paul and Silas were in prison in Acts chapter 16? And the, 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 the prison is shaken, isn't it? And the doors are swung open. And the jailer comes in and he thinks, that's it, I'm done. Because for Roman jailers, that was instant death. Like the Roman authorities will have killed the jailers. And so the jailer just falls at his knees to at Paul and Silas and say, Sir, what must I do to be saved? And verse 31 says that they reply, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. And he was baptized at once. Galatians 3, In Christ Jesus, you're all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So baptism is an, is an outward sign of repentance, but also a faith, a faith in Jesus, a belief that he, was, that he is everything that he says he is, and a deep trust in him, putting your life in his hands. Third thing it is, though, and I think this is the most powerful thing, the most powerful picture that the Bible gives us of baptism. And it's a bit of a complex one, this one, in some ways. Baptism is a sign of our dying to sin and self and rising to new life in Christ. It's dying to sin and ourselves and rising to new life in Christ. The Bible says that when you become a Christian, you're a whole new creature. That's actually the word there. You're a whole new creature. You're born again. That's another biblical picture, isn't it? That when you're baptized, it's a symbol of that being born again. Romans 6, verse 3 to 4. I think it's on the screen. There you go. Do you not know that all of us who've been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. When I was baptized, I was 17. And I can honestly say that day when I gave my life to Jesus and was baptized, my life has not been the same since. I'm in my early 40s now. And Jesus promised me on that day that he was going to turn my life around. And it's, that's, he was true. My life has never been the same. I shared some of my story last time of a call into council estates when I was 17. Jesus said to me, I'm going to send you to council estates to live your life there and to see my church thrive there. And that's what I've been doing ever since. Now I call Breakmet my home in Bolton, and that's where we live. Some of you know Breakmet well. So three things so far. Turning away repentance, believing in Jesus, dying to self and being born again. And then the fourth thing is you're put into the family of Jesus. Baptism in a traditional church. I'm a vicar, did you know that? I don't know if you knew that. 
in, in traditional Church of England buildings, do you notice where the baptism font is? It's near the doors of the church. So baptism is a sign that you, you're in a new family. You've got a new family. Not just your nuclear family, however you get on with them. You've got a, a family that is thicker than water, that's thicker than milk from your mum. It's thicker than the blood that you were given from your relatives. It's the blood of Jesus now. You've got brothers and sisters around you when you're baptized. Galatians 3 tells us, so in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you were baptized into Christ, have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. So basically what that means is you, you can't be a Christian on your own. I have people coming to me saying, well, yeah, I'm a Christian. I, I um, sit in my room and I read my Bible and I say, so when did you last be with your church family? Oh, well, I don't, I don't really like my church family. I don't really go to church anymore. And actually, that's wrong. It's not biblical Christianity, that. You're part of a family whether you like them or not. And the, the, you look around this room now. What on earth are we doing here? Why on earth are we in the same room? It's only because of Jesus. And that's what the church should feel like. It should be a taster of what eternity is going to be like, where every tribe and nation is present. Every kind of person with every kind of background represented. That's the church. That's the family you're now part of. I remember a guy called Sam, when I used to live on, in Astley Bridge in Alden's estate in Bolton. And Sam was a militant atheist, a functional heroin addict, and a registered anarchist. And he became a Christian. He met Jesus. And I remember baptizing him in the waters. He was six foot 100 or something. He was really tall. And he had long ginger dreadlocks. And as he came out of the waters of the baptism, he looked at his dad across the way. He was also a militant atheist. And he said, Dad, I've been born again. You should try it. See, four things. Turning away repentance, belief in Jesus, dying to self and being born again. An invitation, part of the new family of Jesus. So I, need to, I want you to rem, be reminded of that. This is something we do in the Anglican Church. So in this gun is some water. <laughs> the tech guys are looking at me saying, just don't go any further back or go anywhere near this thing here, whatever it is, or that thing there. But as I squirt this water at you, and you're going to get hit by this water, I want that to be a reminder of your own baptism. And those four things, maybe all four, you're thinking, flipping heck, I need reminding of all four of those things. Maybe it's just one. Maybe when you think about repentance, you recognize some old habits that start to rear their ugly head. That sin that what? So easily entangles. Maybe it's that one for you. Maybe it's your, your faith. Maybe it's taking a beat in this last year. This last few years, questions are good. God expects us to ask questions. But he always wants to build deeper trust in us. And I remember my friend Sean, who's a heroin addict, 25 years. He's been a Christian now for, for many, five years now, actually. And then about a year and a half, two years in, he said, Ben, I'm not feeling it anymore like I did. I'm not feeling it anymore like I did, this Christian, Christianity stuff. And I remember him saying to me, why are you laughing? And I said, I don't know why I'm laughing at you. But I felt the Spirit was saying, it's because, Sean, now is the time for your trust to be brought out. 
in deep, painful times, the Lord wants to bring deeper trust out in you. So maybe it's that your faith is taking a beating. Maybe your, um, maybe your life is not so surrendered anymore. Maybe you, you, your living sacrifice is wriggling a little bit on the altar. I believe the revival that's coming on the Western church is deeper surrender. Two Chronicles tells us, doesn't he, the, the, the Lord, his eyes roam the earth looking for those who, what, whose hearts are fully his. I think that's the revival that's coming on the, globe, on the Western church. God's looking for surrendered people. Surrender that's radical, that's deeply offensive, maybe even to other Christians, that's painful even. Maybe that's you. I know that's me. That's the one for me, actually. And maybe it's the fourth thing. You need reminding that you're part of a wider family. Not even just this family here. The universal church throughout the earth. This meeting today. But not just the universal church that's present with us now. The universal church that's gone before us. That is with us now. And that will be with us. So as I squirt, I'd love you to close your eyes and ask the Spirit to remind you. <laughs> remind you what it might be for you. So Lord, Holy Spirit, would you help us? Would you remind us? Remind us, Lord, of our own baptisms. We pray.